you've arrived at Pretty Spiritual Podcast, where we share our spiritual journeys to empower yours. Come on in. Yeah, okay. No, seriously, come in. (laughs) Hello. Yay. Hi. Hi, Annie. Hi, everybody. Hi, Lindsay Pony. Hi, everybody. Wow. We are Pretty Spiritual Podcast right now. (laughs) (laughs) We truly are right now. We are right now. Here in the present. Oh, my gosh. And Pony and I both moved recently. And you may have noticed or not that we have been radio silent for a while. And it just took a lot of juice to move and do things and be in different places. And so now we're experimenting with making podcasts in different places, but we have missed you. That all of that is very true. Facts laying them down can confirm (laughs) verified. (laughs) Yes. So this topic we have for today is one that has been coming up in my mind a lot and very specifically in the form of the Guns N' Roses song, Patience. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's going there. Okay. Didn't know if this was a personal, just for me story. No, it's for everyone. Go on. It's real. So if you have not listened to the song Patience by Guns N' Roses lately or ever. Do yourself a favor. Please. Do the album version, I'm just suggesting. Uh, Put on headphones and get lost in the sweet siren whistles of Axl Rose. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Fun fact, Pony and Axl Rose share a birthday. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) It is a fun fact. (laughs) This podcast not endorsed by Axel Rose. <laughs> uh, we're not sure. About we're not. That. He might listen. <laughs> yeah. We, if you're out there, Axel, we. Axel's spirit is here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so the dictionary definition of patience is kind of a downer. <laughs> it, this is the this is the dictionary definition. Bearing provocation, annoyance, misfortune, delay, hardship, pain, etc., with Whoa. fortitude and calm and without complaint, anger, or the like. So basically, the definition of patience per the dictionary is bearing bad stuff without being bummed out. And I'm, that's true, that's great. But I have been thinking about it, and I love this phrase Pony always uses a feeling tone. It isn't one, like the word doesn't feel weighted with like suckiness or saintly suffering. (laughs) It feels more like a word of hope and promise, not just like slogging through mud. What if we think of it like a verb? Like it's an actual action, the activity of patience, a sister to mindfulness. Here I am existing in the current reality that is not waiting or expecting or demanding that life me others are different immediately and I do mean immediately yesterday (laughs) yes clock's ticking (laughs) you're late you're so late (laughs) it's all late and there's no time no time so I thought today we could talk about patience for what the universe, 
the higher order, God, whatever you want to call, whatever it is, has in store for us, me, versus what my expected and demanded timeline is. So here are some things that we might frame what timelines or expectations can be around. Healing, career, how relationships are or are not going, changing to meet my self-determined objectives, physical health, mental health. I mean, I feel like we could just, everything. Everybody conform to all those things as I see, and then I will be totally patient. So what are your thoughts, Pony, when you think about the word patience? What did this topic bring up for you? Thank you so much for even bringing up this topic, because honestly, as you can tell with that definition, you so lovingly brought in that we all wanted to gag and say no thank you to. Um, it makes a lot of sense of with that type of definition, why it's like, oh, maybe for other people they should be, or could be, or might want patience, but whatever that was, uh, it, it's not really calling my spirit. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm really glad that I'd never looked up that word. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember when in the beginning, when I wanted, I wanted to change my very being and essence. And I could tell I like, I needed some things to point towards and someone brought up virtues and I was like, wait, what? And so I, I Googled virtues and, <laughs> and so one of them among many was patience. And it's just so helpful that there's these guideposts and things that we can learn about and wonder, hmm, what's that about? And then maybe move towards it. And the first thing I wanted to talk about, like on a deeper personal level is patience with myself, patience for myself. And also when talking about the feeling tone, so getting to know what it feels like inside myself as a set point, I find this through meditation and the feeling tone is, oh, I'm impatient. <laughs> I'm impatient with pretty much everything. Mm. I'm in a rush and things needed to be done and there's not enough time. And when that feeling tone is set, I can't show up for myself um, in a way that is spacious and loving or kind. You know, it's a much more of a like, you're late, you know, I'm going to start being the aggressive, an authoritative disciplinarian. Oh gosh, I'm fresh and I'm new and I'm having patience for doing a podcast right now and feeling rusty. Um, I don't have to do this perfectly. I really am just trying to share about what it's like for me and getting to know the impatient side of myself that is here and has always been here and that I act like isn't here, you know, cause I'm productive and I'm getting things done. And if I do things right and timely, then I will be lovable or acceptable. So finding this, um, what I, I liked how you were talking at the beginning and doing the definition and all of that. And what I was looking into, I was wanting to reframe and do so for the reframing it's patience as a superpower 
a 21st century coping skill. And mm. I think you were kind of getting into that. I, I loved all of that, that you said in the intro. Yeah. The patience as a superpower is something that I want to turn towards. And oftentimes for me, I have to see that I'm impatient and that I'm flailing out. I'm irritated. I believe I have no time. I'm looking for something in my bag. I decide to throw everything out of the bag explosion. Yes. Just, and I'm, I'm also, there's a layer of anger and irritation there also, I would like to say that accompanies my impatience. So I've just thrown everything. I'm looking as one would, if you can imagine doing such a thing like that, that actually takes more time, more energy, more effort. So this patience, being able to call onto it as a coping skill and as a superpower. So one day when I started to get in that same pathway of exploding, flailing, throwing things, I sat down. So I dropped everything. I sat down and as slow as I could move, I pulled everything out of the bag and I acted as though it was not a rush. And I, I took the ultimate time. And having that side by side, because it was like the next day after I'd acted that way, that was very habitual, right? Like I'm irritated, I'm impatient, I'm frustrated. And that's also tied to the inability for me to delay gratification. And in our modern times where everything is here and now, like two day delivery, no, excuse me. It's also next day delivery. Same day. Yes. Say, oh no. (laughs) It makes so much sense that I'm in this pathway of here now, right away. So that was just a little example of what patience, dare I say, the absence of patience looks like in my life. Because honestly, what really helps me when going towards virtues and ideals is to see the absence of these and to see what is in the space when the absence of it isn't there. So like me, the behaviors, right, of throwing Mm and (laughs) throwing all my stuff out of my bag. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's what I want to talk about right now is my impatience, um, impatient with myself, which leads into impatience with the world and whatever is in front of me at the moment. And that is what I have to say for now, because once we get into the tools, it's going to, it's going to turn a little because that's what tools do. They help us make the turn. So thank you so much for the topic. Thanks, Pony. I really 500%. (laughs) Same day delivery. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Relating. Oh, so as I listen to Patience on repeat, I do this where I obsess about a song and then I haven't listened to it in like two weeks. So that's pretty cool. (laughs) I was also thinking, what does it mean to cultivate patience? Like you're talking about Pony and not just my ability to wait for the thing I think I want or that I expect to get but patience with what my higher power or God is actually giving me on a day-to-day basis. So a lot of this is patience with who I am currently, because this is a big part of my journey is really having this total disdain and disapproval for who I am Mm -hmm. right now. And so I'm like, can I be patient with who I am? 
and not patient in the dictionary definition of like, I'm going to just going to slog this mother out until it gets good. <laughs> so patience with my perceived shortcomings, patience with the fact that I'm not the boss and that I can't predict, control, or manage things. And there's this really beautiful phrase that I've heard and read that time is a gift and not a threat. And I just love it. It kind of gives me shivers because it kind of seems dangerous, right? I'm like, I feel like time is a little bit of a threat. (laughs) What kind of gift is this? And like you were saying, Pony, with the delivery, like we live in this world where everything needs to be better, faster now. And so to disobediently think time is a gift and not a threat kind of goes against everything that I do, even like on social media everything's ephemeral, like it's gone in 24 hours, you know, it's just like so fast. So when I'm in Annie land and I'm focused on Annie timelines, I'm really in suffering, even though I feel like it's getting me somewhere good. So this has been true for me in regards to my mental health, my physical health, my healing work, my career. I was thinking about this and I'm like, wow, everything except for my relationships, because in my relationships, that's one place where I feel really satisfied, like my friendships, my wife, my family. And I just wanted to say that because it, that is a gift, you know, I'm like, oh, that's really cool that I am patient and present in my relationships. Because like you were saying with the contrast, I have a direct contrast to like my relationship with myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So for me, lack of patience and the suffering that goes with it is usually because I'm scared that things aren't going to go how I planned or I have expectations that aren't going to be met. And so then I'm in friction until they happen. So I have a really silly example and I debated about whether to share this or not, because it seems shallow (laughs) but it's just what kept coming up in my head so that's what we're doing is just talking about pony and i were talking about this before we started recording we're like we just get to talk share stories and that's okay so so for the last five years i've really wanted botox (laughs) yes girl go off i can't believe you would not share about this oh my god and I, I couldn't afford it. And I was just like, God, I want it. So, and I'd had it before. And I, so I knew, I knew how good it could be for me. And, and I didn't have it. And I was like, gosh, I really look my age. And isn't that not satisfying to me? And um, I'd look in the mirror every day and I critique myself. I'd be dissatisfied with real life Annie. And then I would think about the day when I had it and how happy I was going to be <laughs> just like all of it. And so in tandem with this, I've shared in this podcast so much about my bruxism, which is nighttime clenching and how I have a mouth guard, but I have actually cracked multiple teeth through the mouth mouth guard from my clenching and I've had multiple root canals. So about a year ago, my wife found out that Botox in your masseters, which is like the lower cheek, AKA nowhere that people will notice cosmetically (laughs) that if Med- people medically use Botox to loosen those muscles and it re- helps alleviate nighttime clenching because your, your muscles just don't tighten up. Four years into me obsessing about Botox, I get Botox, but it's medically necessary <laughs> and it does nothing for my wrinkles, you know, but 
I got rid of chronic pain and headaches and I stopped cracking my teeth. So it's like, I got exactly what I needed, but not what I thought I wanted. Mm -hmm. So I was really like, I love to pretend I can figure out lessons and stuff. And so I was like, okay, thanks universe for showing me blah, blah, blah. So then funny follow-up, we just moved and I have a new dentist and I was time for this quarterly injection of Botox into my master's. And so I go to this new provider and she's like, oh, actually I do it in all over the forehead and between the brows <laughs> because that really helps with the holistic experience of the face clenching. So like five years after this obsession started, uh, my forehead wrinkles are gone <laughs> as a part of like a medical treatment. So I'm not saying be patient and God is going to give you Botox. <laughs> That's the dream. But this story's just been in my mind because I don't know what it is my higher power has in store for me or what I need or how it will come, if ever. I feel like the part for me with patience isn't like, oh, eventually I got what I wanted, but wow, look at those four years I spent not pleased with what I looked like. Mm-hmm. And just like really... Like being out of this beautiful world, essentially, that I live in and just thinking of how do people see me? How do I don't like it? It's not good enough, you know, and like what a waste. So that's my story. And then I have a tool that's the same, but different. So there we go. Thank you, Pony. What about you? <laughs> in the vault, we have a pretty spiritual episode about vanity. Oh, we gotta, we gotta do a new one. I love it. We gotta it. give you one, except we're so vain that we cannot talk about all the things we do for our vanity and then to open it up in this platform. But one day we're pretty sure that we're gonna be able to. But we didn't, this isn't called totally spiritual, all spiritual. It's called pretty spiritual, as in kinda for me. Sorta. <laughs> so that's in the vault in one day. Uh, the first tool that I want to talk about is I'm going to teach you the tool that I taught the baby that I take care of, who I've always taken care of since he was born and he's three now. And I taught him that when we need patience, what we do is we breathe. And so we take a really big inhale and then we do an exhale because as people know, anyone around children and moms, children are very impatient. They are the brain on display. That's why I love children and I love being a nanny and doing this job because they just, they are this bridge for me to see myself in this little human form and to remind me of who and how we are. And so he'll get all crazy and and maybe he wants a graham cracker right now. Right now, right now, graham cracker, graham cracker, graham cracker, graham cracker. right. So it's all happening just like when I throw my bag and I'll say, okay, I need some patience. I'm doing the thing. I need some patience. And I'll hear him. It took a while, right? I don't want to breathe. I don't want to do that. No, but I just kept with it and I do it for him. So we co-regulate. And so I'll say, all right, Kay, I need some, I need some patience right now. And I'll hear him in the back go. And I'm like, it's working. And then I will do it. Yeah. We, we co-regulate together because I have been 
trying, even when it doesn't seem like it's landing. And it's the same way for me. You know, I keep bringing in these coping skills, these strategies, these tools, these plans when I don't want to, when I don't think it's working. And of course, sometimes he's just like me. He'll be like, I'm not going to breathe right now. And I will honor that space that he's in. And I will always just bring up the tool and the opportunity. But I love that when I say we, I need some, I, we need some patience. Let's work together. He does the breathing and it reminds me, I need the breathing. And then we kind of get into a, a more spacious place for both of us to be wherever we need to be. When it comes to patience, uh, noticing the agitation and the irritation that is here because of the absence of patience. One of my biggest tools is to drop everything. I mean, that just like how sometimes what I do is I just sit on the ground. I need a physical, somatic, full stopping myself from being in the pathway of like, go, 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 all these things. When I do something like just sitting on the ground, it helps me to become more in my body and to refocus my intention and where I want to be. So I really love a sit down at any moment. Um, so drop everything. That means your timelines, your strategies, and especially your control. So when we're talking about time, one of my favorite Buddhist things too, that I remembered is the real issue is that we think we have time. So it's either not enough or too much. And like when things are over and things are gonna be over, you know, um, we all thought we had so much time, you know, so just drop it all. That's the big part of my tool. And of course the breathing and then taking the time to practice. So when you go somewhere and you're looking for that shortest line, remind yourself that this is an opportunity for you to practice. Go to the person that has a sign up that says cashier in training, you know, go to the longer line, stand there, be present, do your breathing, see what it feels like to wait, notice your thoughts, notice what you're wanting, notice the wanting mind and really get familiar and notice that feeling tone and what it feels like to also say, like set the intention of I'm practicing my patience right now. What does it feel like to be patient? What do I need to call in right now to move more towards patience instead of impatience? So that's a way that a tool that you can practice real-time application of this virtue. And then just the last thing that really helps me, another Buddhist saying that I really, really appreciate is nothing to do, nowhere to go, no one to be. And in Vipassana meditation, it's the art of consciously arriving in each moment and knowing that experience as fully as possible. And so when I get to remind myself that there's nothing to do when I say that, and that there's nowhere to go and there's no one to be, it really reorganizes and lets me drop into a space that honestly, that's not where I'm at. So what would it be like to try on that type of space and to be in that. So those are my tools and I am practicing and I'm learning so much more daily on how much more patience I could have. And that it definitely starts with for myself because I can have a huge well of patience for other people, but I notice the, the more that I build this within myself that I deserve patience. I deserve space. The more that I can have it for me and it feels so different. And then I can have real patience for the world and the things going on around me. I'm noticing maybe. So 
Thank you so much. I love that pony. I love how you were talking about the internal reorganization. Like your voice was just kind of, I could feel it, that idea of it. Yeah. I'm trying. So cool that we get to think about this stuff and just try mm -hmm. new stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My tool is an example story of something that happened to me. And I want to say, or just start this by saying, I am a really big fan of, this is just about me joking about Botox. I'm a big fan of everyone, anyone modifying their body in any way they want and aging however they want or don't want. So my problem with myself wasn't that I wanted Botox. It was just really clear that the current answer was no and that I was fighting that, you know? I was just in this total conflict with reality. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wasn't good enough. I wasn't, so I wasn't happy enough. And just like, what, what is it like to just be patient with this is it and it's great right here. My tool is similar to yours, and I like that you had really specific examples because my tool is to practice, which is like mm -hmm. such a silly tool, and to <laughs> invoke the word. And then I have this question of like, do I need to know? You know, do I need to know? And if I don't actually know, usually the answer is no, you don't need to know right now. <laughs> And then can I, can that be satisfying? Like, can there be joy and in, in just right here, like kind of suspended in this moment? So my wife and I went on a road trip in July. There was wildfires all over Northern California. We were in a pandemic. So we get, took this road trip out to like rural nowhere, but we stopped through also in Sedona. And it was so beautiful and there's all these stories about the vortexes there and this as the spiritual place. And it's really, really beautiful for people who haven't been there. It's just these amazing red rocks and desert landscape. And there's this little chapel. It's built into the side of these huge red rocks. And it has this huge glass front. And I love, I'm not a member of any religion and I don't adhere to any Con specific concept of a higher power but I love going in different places of worship because I feel like there's real power there of like people going into putting in energy into their relationship with their higher power and they do it in these places and this specific spot is just phenomenal because you're kind of hanging on the side of this red cliff looking out at these other red red rocks so I'm sitting there and I had just gotten a root canal from cracking my teeth and unbeknownst to me, I was going to have to have a second root canal in that same tooth because it had bacteria in it. I know, gross. And um, <laughs> so it, like I essentially had to have the second root canal in the same tooth within a month. And um, my face just hurt so bad. <laughs> you know, it's like I just wanted to rip my jaw off my face. And so I'm sitting in this sweet little chapel and I just had this thought to ask God, what's going to happen with my tooth? You know, and I just closed my eyes and I was like, what's going to happen with my tooth? And I don't usually say prayers with the ask questions. And I had the coolest experience of, for the first time in my life, like feeling a physical presence near me and enveloping me, like I could feel it. And then I felt slash heard this voice say, it will take as long as it takes. 
And this deep peace filled me. I just like came through my whole body and this kind of clarity. And I was like, of course, it's going to take as long as it takes, <laughs> you know? And it, it soothed me. And it was just like, oh, it's not my job right now to know. My job is to take as good of care of myself as possible, do the next right step. And the things that I need, to, this isn't my business to know right now. And I don't know, it's like, I felt this flash of understanding, like everything made sense. <laughs> and of course, like a good pleasure craver, <laughs> I always want something more of something wonderful. And this was like a really wonderful moment. And so I've really tried to replicate that feeling <laughs> of deep peace and deep connection and just deep understanding. It felt like patience was just in me of like, how perfect that I don't know. Of course, I don't know. Mm. And I can't just, I have to be patient with the fact that I haven't replicated that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that was my moment for, and maybe it will come again, that sense of like complete Oh gosh, ease. So that's my tool is just practicing by calling on. I'll know things, things will happen. I'll be where I'm supposed to be exactly when I'm supposed to be. And so my patience practice is like, this is it right here. How perfect. And I have, journaling helps me notice if I'm stuck thinking that things are supposed to be different. So that's my tool slash story. I, for those of you listening, P Pony and I are video recording in Rose, the beautiful white cat with the sparkling spearmint eyes just joined us. She never does this. So she's decided to come here and lay in my lap and purr in the microphone. So oh, I love it. She will allow it. I bet patience is like having a cat for a pet you want them to do what you want but you gotta oh just god. let them come when they're ready oh my god she's the greatest spiritual teacher in the world of boundaries and <laughs> refusing codependent behavior <sighs> and unconditional love yes oh we have some listener tools oh that yeah i, I noticed those we had two listeners share some tools with us and we want to share them with you because they're awesome. So Julie said she notices a lack of patience when she's being impulsive. She's lived abroad in India and Kenya, and she's really noticed in these times living in different cultures and different approaches to life, timing, etc. In India, it was the concept of karma that helped her realize there's no need to rush things, that time is an enabler, and that this higher power we so often talk to, refer to, and call upon will take matters into its own hands. So letting go of control is linked to karma. So that really infused with her. And then at her time in Kenya, she also noticed like as a coming from a Western American social environment, how society really pushes us to, you know, chase this American dream, fight for what you want, work hard, da, da, da. And that there's actually being in, imbued in this other culture, she realized there's great wisdom, serenity, and pleasure in letting life just do its thing and listening to its message and not rushing things. 
So thank you, Julie. We love those perspectives and insights. And then our friend Kim also shared that for her practice is a patience because often she can find herself in the middle of a drama tornado. I feel like I can relate to that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> and so what she does to help herself is start her day with yoga first and a long walk with her dog, which is so cool. Like these somatic ways to just cool your body down, slow everything down. And it gives her a buffer for the stress and the drama of her day. So thank you to those two for sharing with us. Excellent. Excellent. So great. I'm grateful for all the listeners and the patience that you all have had for understanding what a labor of love this is. I've certainly Mm -hmm. brought in a lot of patience around not having the capacity to be able to do it all and that being okay and how the ebb and flow of life how it comes and goes and how I can be really patient with that. Just like radical acceptance of the things that we've been talking about. I was another term that really was coming through for me, you know, um, radically accepting what is here, what can happen in the here and now, despite my judgments and thoughts and wanting mind um, really can help create a space for me to be in instead of my impatient nature, my agitation and irritation that is my set point. And patient patience really helps me as I'm doing this like deep spiritual work, getting to know my set points and who I am. It's really uncomfortable to see that I've had these habitual and continue to have these habitual states of mind and causes and conditions and behaviors that I have bringing patience in as a coping skill and radically accepting what is really creates a lot more space for me to be able to be with what's here and essentially maybe one day be able to change and grow. So I'm really grateful for the topic and I'm so thankful that I have a friend like Annie who's patient and can wait and we can figure out schedules and we can take time and we can just learn and grow together and this can look like and be whatever it is. And so thank you all so much. Thanks, Pony. I'm so grateful for you too. And I really am feeling compelled to just use this platform for a moment to make a PSA about mental health. I take an SSRI for anxiety and unbeknownst to me and per my doctor's recommendations, I had been taking the medication incorrectly. So my general practitioner was guiding me to take it in the incorrect way. I was taking a different back and forth dose every day. And under the suggestion of a friend, I spoke with a psychiatrist and I have been for years really struggling with brain fog and not feeling like my brain worked how I wanted it to. Turns out that is a really specific symptom of having inconsistent dosage of an SSRI. So I just wanna share, if you are a fellow psychiatric medication taker and your brain feels like it's not doing what you think it normally might do or would do, I really encourage you to talk to a psychiatrist or get a second opinion because I've recently changed it and it it feels like my life is changing. And I had a lot of shame and despair about what my brain was not, what my brain was doing. And um, I would hope for no one to experience that. So 
I just wanted to share that in case that it might help somebody. So thank you for letting me share. Yeah, thanks for sharing about that. Yeah, and and patience for all of our own timelines. You know, our culture really puts on there what things should look like and be like. And I think that's um, a really another nice way to practice in real life is what parts of our culture don't line up for you. Yeah. And you don't have to participate in that, you know, and having patience around that type of stuff too, is a really culture and society and peer pressure and what things are supposed to look like. We can just put those timelines down as well and have patience for what wants to emerge and what wants to be here. Yeah. 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 I've been really having peace. I don't have any anger at this doctor. I'm definitely communicating with them that there was an error that occurred, but I just also feel like this is part of my journey and right. it doesn't, it all seems kind of okay. So we'd love to hear what patience looks like in your life. What does it mean to you? What are you working on? Comment or connect with us on social media and share with us there. And we want to know. Yeah. Thanks so much. We'll, we'll yep. Something will happen. Something will happen. We don't know. It's out of our control. And, you know, we're curious about it all. Bye. Bye.